0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast. It's your girl, Michaela J. Hi, hello, how are you? I'm Michaela. Hi. Nice to meet you. If I've never, ever met you, if you've never listened to the podcast before, I am a luxury success coach and I am teaching you how to manifest your rich and ridiculous lifestyle baby, how to optimize your mindset for success and automatic manifestation. That's what we're all about over here. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for going back and listening another Tuesday. I am so beyond excited for this episode. You guys I got to interview one of my friends, T. T me. Uh, and she's one of my friends that I've met in Bali. One of my favorite people that I've met here. The first time I met her was at a party at my villa and she was in the pool and I sat down and she was like, Oh my God, I love your tattoos. I'm coming over to look at them. (laughs) And then we just started talking and talking and then we became friends and we bonded over lots of coffee dates. Now she's off in Amsterdam, but I'm so excited to share her with you guys. She's going to blow your mind today. We're talking about consciousness in a way that I've never heard people talk about it before. I mean, I know I have an understanding of consciousness and I guess a segment of spiritual dimensions. I focus on dimensional awareness and that is kind of where I focus on expanding my consciousness whereas T focuses specifically on consciousness and then through that you kind of go through the dimensional awareness at the same time and it's interesting because everybody has a little bit of a different twist on consciousness based off of like their experiences their biases their downloads all of the things I like the way that T talks about it because it's very sequential and it makes a lot of sense and it starts out talking about like shadow work and light work which you guys are are already familiar with because we've talked about on the podcast. So you guys are going to love hearing about the next levels that you can actually ascend to in your own consciousness. This is my favorite interview I've recorded for the podcast. I was like on the edge of my seat, so fascinated with every single word. So T is a psychic strategist. Why can't I say that? Psychic strategist, and she advises thought leaders in the creation of their multi-million-dollar empires. Homegirl is a badass. She's an expert in all things consciousness, obviously, and the girl walks the walk. She has given me, you know, some psychic readings. <laughs> she can see right through you. She is such an icon. I'm so excited to share her with you guys. But before we get started, I'm doing a free live masterclass this week it's called fear of faux pas the fear of phrases that fuck it all up you guys are going to be obsessed with this so basically in the creation of manifesting my home, because surprise, I'm manifesting a house right now. Um, I'm having all these fear phrases come up and it's the fear phrases that we give power to that end up fucking it all up in our manifestations. And so I'm going to do a live masterclass and I'm going to teach really like never seen before content, things that I haven't really talked about of my shifting process when it comes to these fear phrases around the awareness, around what we need to do to refresh frame them and shift them and how you can do that in an instant. And then on the masterclass, I'm actually going to be taking your fear thoughts and we're going to shift them live on the masterclass. So it's going to be super interactive. I'm really, really excited about this and you guys can sign up completely for free. You're welcome. So the link is going to be in the show notes. You guys have to sign up. It's going to be in a private group. So you just submit your name and your email. You're on the list. You'll get all of the details. If for whatever reason you cannot find or click on the link, just shoot me an Instagram DM and I will send you the link. And I'm at the Michaela J on Instagram. Here I'm so excited. And we're doing that Wednesday night. So that will be, oh my gosh, yeah, tomorrow from when you guys are listening to this. Crazy. Okay. Our manifestation mode moment of the week is a fun one. And it's designer socks. <laughs> so hear me out on this one. I am trying to come up with manifestation mode moments that are friendly to quarantine because it's like you're not gonna be buying you know, five inch heels when you're just in your house. And maybe you are, maybe you're doing some retail therapy, but I thought this would be a really good, like fun and practical and bougie one, designer socks. So I always see them on Pinterest and I see like these Chanel, like really cute slash sporty athleisure type socks. I always pin them to my billionaire board because I'm like, duh, if I'm a billionaire, I'm only wearing Chanel socks, duh. And so I thought this would be a fun one because we're just sitting inside all day and if you can elevate your look in even the slightest of ways, you're gonna feel just so much more on during this kind of isolated time. So if you want to start with upgrading one little thing, dress you up in one little way, get one little designer thing, start with socks because it's also gonna be less expensive than everything else in the designer shops. So I'm gonna find you guys some Chanel socks and link them so you can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, designer socks. Versace also has some good ones. I haven't looked too much into the others, but those are the two that I know for sure that have cute ones. Oh, I'm sure Gucci has nice socks as well. So go get you a design of socks, <laughs> up level your consciousness, <laughs> and welcome to all things, Michaela J. Okay, let's get into the episode. Okay, welcome to the podcast, T. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to share you with my audience. I'm super excited. So let's go straight into our speed dating questions. Are you ready? I don't know, but let's give it a try. (laughs) You'll be good. Okay. Okay. What's your horoscope sun sign? I am a Leo. Leo. Of course, we love a good Leo, a strong Leo. <laughs> I even have uh, a couple tattoos. Him. Oh, yep, amen to that. Uh, tell us about your daily ritual.
1: Mm. Oh, that's really fun. I actually played a lot of time in habit creation and really maximizing your energy on a kind of regular day to day basis, but. Rather than giving a specific ritual, because what I found was when I really focus on circadian rhythms and creating really beneficial habits to maximize your energy, what happens a lot of the time is people get really obsessive over following their rituals. And if you don't do it exactly right, then the energy becomes less potent. And then you actually end up kind of tripping yourself up over trying to create this perfect daily ritual. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here. And Rather than having a daily ritual, I have a, a regular way of being that actually allows me to tap into universal consciousness more, helps me create more of what it is that I want and actually just in general makes me a million times happier. Mm-hmm. On a regular day-to-day basis, I sit I sit in what would what I would call the static. It basically means my mind is almost always clear, never thinking about anything specific, it's always being present. And anytime I find myself not in that mode, right, if my mind starts to think when I'm not aiming to think about something, right, if I'm not sitting down to think about business or I'm not thinking about sitting down to think about a specific thing that I want to create or whatever, if I find myself thinking about anything, replaying past situations when it's not my desire to be thinking in that frame of mind, I immediately stop and I just say, halt, stop. And I stop Mm. completely thinking and I go into a blank space because it's in that blank space that you tap into unlimited potential. You tap into that unlimited energetic source. And that is the natural way of being that allows you to be infinitely happy, create any potential that you could possibly want. So rather than focusing on a specific habit, like once a day or once a week that allows me to be in that space, I make that kind of an everyday, every moment exercise.
0: Mm, I love that. So it's just continually kind of shifting into beingness.
1: Yeah. So shifting into a space of being presentness and in that presentness, knowing and feeling and amplifying the energy behind, I'm completely infinite. I can create anything that I could possibly want to create. I don't need to think about what I need to create because I already know that I'm capable. I already know what it is that I want. And that's, that's a little bit different than the times where you actually sit down and start to like... Future forecast, what is it that I really want to create? Yeah, right. But it's so easy to get caught up in all the rituals and the habits. And what happens is you're actually programming in your own mind, oh, I'm not enough as I am. I'm not doing things right. I need to actually sit down to do things right. I need to plan it in so that I'm doing it right, Mm -hmm. which really is actually creating a negative programming in your own consciousness.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. And I get a lot of people asking, like, Oh my gosh. But like putting together this whole ritual, it seems so overwhelming. Like what should I do? And I'm like, well, what's the one thing you want to do that isn't going to feel like a chore. So I love that approach instead of just like a a super specific habit.
1: Yeah. Every day I want to do something different. So tapping into this space of just I'm just going to be here, be fully infinite, know that I can create absolutely anything, amplify anything that I really want to feel, let go of anything. That immediately creates space into your entire being within your mind, within your behaviors, within your emotional body. And from that space, you're going to start to get all of the ideas of what you actually want to do. And your your high self right if, if you use that terminology mm-hmm. your high self your yeah. infinite self is what much more knowledgeable than your human self your con your, <laughs> right. like your ego self so whatever you consciously think oh I should do this is most likely mm-hmm. not going to bring in the results of if you just like chill off that go into this more enlightened space and then say so what feels good and you know if that's mm-hmm. watching cartoons one day or if that's meditating whatever right? It's, mm-hmm. This is its own kind of form of meditation.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's such a good reminder to just get present to get out of your head. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What is your favorite travel destination?
1: Uh, it's so hard. Uh, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm traveling all the time. And that's probably why <laughs> I realize like a normal routine doesn't really work for me because I'm always somewhere else every like other month. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm really loving being in Amsterdam right now. It was so fun, and it is so fun being here right now. Bali is kind of home base for me, um, mm-hmm. so I I almost don't think of it as a travel destination because that's where I come home. Yeah. Um, favorite cities would be Melbourne, Australia, Singapore. It really depends on my mood. The more you try, <laughs> I give. I'm giving such like broad answers, like non-specific <laughs> answers, but it really depends. If I'm really wanting a city, I, I love Singapore. I love Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really do the States anymore. Or if I really want to go onto an island, Bali, of course, home base or Langkawi in Malaysia is another one of my favorites.
0: Ooh, I've never heard of that one. That yeah, it's pretty island.
1: romantic and cute. I like it. Oh, what a vibe. <laughs> 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 love
0: that. Okay, what's the coolest thing you've manifested?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Wow, that's a really hard question. I feel like I should have came prepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) My dogs. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I could talk about like all the money or all the opportunities, all the people Um, I have had some worked with and still work with some of the hugest entrepreneurs and thought leaders around the world and mm-hmm. those have always come in manifested like time after time after time um and these people are people that are not only i'm I'm able to serve that person but they are serving massive millions of people so for those people to come in continuously and repeatedly is just mind blowing and i absolutely love that um but the most kind of unique thing would have been manifesting my dogs I remember thinking about how I really wanted some cute dogs, um, <laughs> but because I travel a lot, I wasn't sure if that was a good idea or not. And then boom, like I found one of my dogs in my backyard. She was like a dying death rat. She looked so skinny. I don't think she was going to make it another day. You could see every single bone in her body. And she definitely came to me so that she could be reborn. Um, her name's Trixie and she's the cutest little scamper ever. Um, but that would also be one of my favorite manifestations.
0: Oh, are you missing your babies so much?
1: <laughs> I miss them so much. My housekeeper sends me videos. Basically, every single day, I get like three <laughs> new videos. So I'm keeping up with Aww. them. But I, I kind of just want to ship them with me and start to travel with them.
0: That would be so epic if you need to sneak them over to Jakarta and, you know, get them out.
1: <laughs> the only reason being that I don't is it's so hard to get them back into Bali, like in and out of Bali. Um, mm, so we'll have to right. see. If I can find another island that I really love that's easier to travel dogs in and out, then it's going to be a thing.
0: Yes, traveling dogs. I love that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what is your favorite luxury purchase? I do really like
1: purses I'm not gonna lie yeah.
0: yes I really do. Like... I knew you were gonna
1: say that <laughs> <laughs> that's because you and I like sit down and look at our Gucci bags yeah <laughs> um, and YSL bags oh um that would probably be my like big bougie purchase I also this is like more lame and stereotypic, but I really like a nice good suitcase and those Samsonite oh. ones can get like pretty bougie um can I-
0: Really? I didn't know I mean, that.
1: They can be like a couple grand sometimes if you get like a really nice one. So, oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm actually going to be honest, obviously new bags and backpacks, really cute little backpacks too.
0: Yes, you and your backpacks. Did you get a new one? Have you gotten one yet?
1: No, I just don't need one. I got a like really nice suitcase instead. Like oh, suitcase okay. set, well, that's a whole more, set. I guess, practical. A whole set. Oh, nothing <laughs> sexier than rolling around my little suitcase downtown. Yeah,
0: hey, uh, one of those little <laughs> tourists you know? <laughs> yeah, just with her fucking suitcase. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh man. Okay, what's your favorite book of all time? Um, mm, mm, I've got a couple different ones.
1: So. I did really, I'm going to throw out the like stereotypic one first. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza was quite nice. Um, oh, I one just of my- that one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I read that a couple years ago. It really starts to help br- like ground the science behind manifestation, right? And the neurological mm-hmm. wiring within your mind. So that was a good book for me to kind of ground the foundations. Um, mm-hmm. And I've-, I've taken his teachings and gone much deeper in them as well. But to know the foundations is so powerful, Um, A book that not many people ever think about, but this was probably one of the first books that got me thinking back when I was 18, questioning the meaning of life and what am I here to do? What do I want to (laughs) be? Like all of those questions. Um, It was called Designing Your Life. So it's by Bill Burnett and somebody else. They're they're two professors, I believe at Harvard or Stanford who teach the industrial design program. So I I studied industrial Mm -hmm. design, which is product system and service design. And they take a, an, a that same approach. It's kind of an engineering and design approach to actually crafting and building a life that you absolutely love. And they give lots mm-hmm. of tools and it's just really fun. So I recommend that book. And then right now I'm reading The Law of One. So this is like straight consciousness, deep, yeah. deep spiritual consciousness mastery. So it's really powerful so far. I'm just starting to dive in. So I can't say much, but so far I'm loving it. And my m- mind is just blown every single page.
0: That's so good. That's so funny. You bring that up because my, I just hired a new business coach and she's been teaching us on the principle of the law of one, like not from the book, but just the principle of the law. So that's really yes. funny. I just know there was a book I'll have to, I'll have to buy that book.
1: Yeah. There's a whole series. It was written by Ra, which is, um, and if we're going to start talking about consciousness a little bit, we can dive in deeper. But mm-hmm. Ra is an energetic body of a bunch of different human beings kind of put together from a past. And the entire novel was channeled by a being channeling this old, like, wow. energetic body from kind millennia of like an ago. Abraham Hicks thing. Yeah, so it would be channeling similar to Abraham Hicks, except I believe Abraham Hicks maybe was channeling one being from another dimension, versus okay. Ra is. I believe it's called a social complex system so it's a bunch of different energies a bunch of different people that come together that sink into kind of one level of consciousness which is where like all of consciousness is kind of elevating and moving into that space aka the law of one right we're all individual Mm -hmm. energetic bodies but we actually
0: all come together
1: which can be very a a scary topic or concept for most people
0: I love that. Okay, we're going to, I literally have one more question, then we're just going to go there. Okay, this <laughs> is one more speed dating question. What's your go-to coffee order?
1: Ooh, all right. So typically I'll get like a latte or a piccolo. So for those of you guys that don't know, a piccolo is like a latte just with a little bit less milk, you know, if I'm having a mm-hmm. few lattes, like a little bit <laughs> less milk's kind of nice on on the form. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or I'll get a matcha. If I want something a little bit sweeter, I'll do a matcha. No sugar, though.
0: Yeah, no sugar. That's exactly what I have next to me. Matcha, no sugar. (laughs) Mm,
1: So good. Give me that plant.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. I have it from Matcha Cafe. I went straight to the source today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're making me miss Bali so much. I've only, I've been gone less than Um, a month, I think.
0: I know. Bali misses you, love. Okay. Let's dive straight into the con- the consciousness conversation because I'm really fascinated and excited to hear you talk about this. You write these Facebook like blog posts about consciousness in a way that I've literally never, ever, ever seen anybody talk about it before. So for all the listeners, we will link to these like Facebooks. So you can check them out because they're insane. But Where do you, where does one start with consciousness? Where does one, what is like your definition of consciousness?
1: Uh, Okay, that's a good, there's a few different questions in there. So my definition of consciousness is,
0: mm,
1: I would call consciousness really the pillar of creating any form of success or fulfillment or happiness. And I use success, fulfillment, happiness as like a very broad, uh, overlying generalized term for having the things that you want, having the emotional bot, like emotional system that you want, like joy, feeling euphoric, feeling ecstatic all of the time, like really happy and fulfilled. Um, And I really think that's the core of where most people are driving towards is to create that level of a reality. And if you want to create a reality that is basically infinite, where you can have anything that you want, feel any way that you want, and actually feel like you belong here right then then you really need to master consciousness because consciousness is is really the fusion of it goes so much deeper than mindset or manifestation it's about really understanding and seeing the energetics so not there's maybe there's many intuitives that are listening to this. Like if you're intuitive, like you can amplify your intuitive capabilities. And it actually goes much, 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 much further than being, and I put quotes, psychic. Um, You can Mm -hmm. read energy and follow and create any potential reality that you want. Like you can literally see every single movement or action or option that you could take to get you to where it is that you want to be. You could be looking up from like much much higher perspective and lens and be looking at the earth as a whole right now or looking at this dimension as a whole right now and be like hmm why is the coronavirus actually existing like why why are all of these things happening the way that they're happening there's just so many layers um, to consciousness and really it's about understanding with truth the experience that is occurring in your current reality and mm. all other potential realities. And that is the most metaphysical answer I could possibly give you, but it is such <laughs> an extensive concept that it's very challenging right. to place into words. How how did that answer go for you?
0: <laughs> no, I think that's great. And we love the metaphysical answer over here. So you're, you're golden. What inspired you or what made you want to learn about consciousness? How did you come across all of this? Mm, okay, well... Unknowingly,
1: I think I started meditating when I was like 14 or something like that. Um, Wow. Yeah, really, really young age. I always thought so much. um, And I also felt like I never fit in. I didn't really Mm -hmm. understand why, but I was trying to like analyze and understand why. I started reading other people's behaviors and I was reading about human behavior. So my journey with consciousness, and again, I put like quotes around it, really started at a very young age, unknowingly that that's what it was that. I was like focusing on or trying to tap into or trying to understand and learn and master for me it always came from this perspective of I really want to understand myself I really want to understand reality I really want to understand other people and I really I want to just become the best version of myself that I could possibly become like Mm -hmm. yes kind of from a sense of obligation and I I can talk a little bit about that about the different like levels but but also because it felt exciting, right? To actually see right. how far can I really go in this life? How much can I really create all the wealth and the luxury and all the things and the opportunities I've created are amazing. Like that mm-hmm. has been a driving force as well in some aspects, but that is a result of mastery of your consciousness. When you master consciousness, you tap into literally infinite energy, infinite potential, and you stop moving linearly. You don't have to move slowly. You move s- ridiculously fast you move so explosively because you move off of normal linear time like you become superhuman you just right. basically lose human and you basically become a god in the least egotistical way possible
0: mm-hmm. yeah I love that And we talk a lot about the quantum realm here so I'm sure everybody is like okay how do we do this so how does one <laughs> master consciousness what does that look like
1: yeah so I can just get tell you from my experience and from the different masters that I've learned from as well. Um, I'm just yeah. going to talk about kind of the different stages from my perspective. Um, every, single, every single one of the masters that I have studied under has studied under their like given masters and they kind of have their general perspective as well. And I try to take a mm-hmm. un- very unbiased perspective to the entire consciousness realm because what happens is you can, I can tell you this information. And you create knowledge about it, but you don't create true wisdom because you haven't actually experienced what it is that I'm talking about. So Mm -hmm. and until you can experience it, you don't have your you don't truly understand the information. But what Mm -hmm. happens as well is when you begin to experience it on your own, you start to create your own filters and attachments to what is right and what is wrong. And I've had lots of experiences with that. Like you, you've seen my recent posts. Um, anybody yeah. else who's been following me a while <laughs> has seen how an old mentor of mine like, was like try, trying to come in and attack. And like, it was just this crazy thing because as you go through this, yeah. your level of understanding of how reality works just deepens so hard. And it's really easy to get attached to your specific perspective and then be unavailable mm-hmm. to any other perspectives. And to me, yeah. that's completely against free will. That's completely against this entire reality totally. that we are living in yeah so consciousness mastery that is a very there's so many layers but I'm just going to kind of briefly talk about each of the layers Um, and and this is really powerful as well so you start off with shadow consciousness okay so shadow consciousness would be the ego consciousness and and you can call it any of these terms these are just the terms that I like to label this as because it feels energetically aligned for me and for my people as well and if it feels good for you feel free So you start off with shadow consciousness. This is really where a lot of like the rudimentary self-development space works. This is about the human ego and all of its limitations. So the negative human ego, negative entities. And when I say negative, I don't necessarily mean like bad or evil that like evil is an entirely different thing but I mean negative as in they do not move you towards where it is that you want to move they move you against it so literally think of like a battery like you're repelling away from the direction of the reality that you want which typically Mm -hmm. is the direction of the reality of truth of expansion of like growth of knowledge and like the things that you want so initially with consciousness you need to begin with shadow And reprogramming, releasing the shadow, becoming aware of it, detaching from it, recognizing when shadows coming in so that you can then see from a different light. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you move into light consciousness. So light consciousness is still human ego, but it's a human empowered ego. Basically, like the positivity kind of mindset, like the expansion mindset, like, Ooh, I can do this. Like, look, look at all of what's possible. Oh, then the negative shadow ego comes in and says, Oh, can I really have this? And then the light ego is like, Oh, but I saw this person come in. Right. And it's not about ignoring the shadow because the shadow still exists. You just have to begin to detach from it. And what happens is the more you disbelieve that shadow consciousness, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And I can give some techniques and tools after I explain the general, kind of overview but the, the less you attach to a specific consciousness it begins to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink some of the problems uh-huh. with some of the stereotypic um, self-development work is that they kind of get you over analyzing your shadow consciousness which then still just gives it energy which still uh-huh. allows it to exist so there's a lot of people that say like you can never stop doing shadow work and and that's really bs the only reason you never stop doing it is because you're still focused on doing it right? More shadow will come in at each tier of consciousness, right? When you move from light to the next level and to the next level, new shadows will come in for you to kind of deprogram out. So in a sense, you'll keep doing shadow work, but you don't need to stay on that plane of consciousness. You don't need to stay in the human kind of construct of what's possible and what's not possible. And that's that Mm -hmm. entire belief system in general makes you move slow. Okay. Got it. So then there's the light consciousness where it's like all empowered. Woo! Um, we're all this like big, happy family. And that's great. But there's also a limited power source that comes from the light consciousness, which is why many people then move into dark consciousness. So dark consciousness is kind of the space above. So the light consciousness is looking at everything that already exists on a kind of surface level right? These are all of the things that exist. These are all of the tools that my mentor taught me. So let me reorganize them and then give light to them in my own unique way. But you're still technically recycling the same energy that's already here. So you started off with like a hundred percent energy in your body and your shadow wastes some of that energy, right? So if your Mm -hmm. entire body is like this energetic battery that has a hundred percent energy, um, using your conscious mind to focus on your shadows decreases your energy like 50%. We'll just use that number, right? Okay. So doing shadow work is about releasing all of those limiting beliefs, constructs, negative emotion charges, past negative experiences. So now that you're so now you can hold 100% energy within your body. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then light consciousness is now now you're using this 100% to create anything that you could possibly want. Okay. But, but what happens in light consciousness is you'll eventually hit a block, like you'll hit a wall. And it's like, I, Mm -hmm. and for me, my wall was, I could never move past 25K or it was like 25 to 35K cash months in my business. I could not move past it. Like it was just not happening. I didn't have Mm -hmm. the energy and I could only work on my business. I didn't have the energy to work out like very minimally. Um, I just relationships were sucking. Like that's, I, I, that's the only energy that I could have. And I was trying habits. I was trying all these things, to like maximize my energy and be positive. And I was a very very happy person, right? My life is great mm-hmm. to most people. But I just could not expand past it. And I didn't understand why. And that's when I really tapped into the dark consciousness, which is about moving past what already exists even deeper and further and unlocking chambers within your own energetic body within your own physical form within your own consciousness that actually allows you to tap into a new energy source a new idea source that's deeper than who it is that you are deeper than your current physical human experiences in life and starts to tap into your past life experiences your future life experiences and consciousness as a whole um, and there's many people, there's one very specific person that's kind of coining this as dark consciousness. Um, I've mm-hmm. kind of verified this with a few different other mentors as well. Um, but it doesn't stop at dark consciousness, which is kind of what most people think, is that when you tap into the dark, you tap into this infinite energy source of like new ideas that have never been existed and what happens is you move past your human consciousness and you actually tap into the god consciousness and this is where you unlock a new level of power a new level of authority and a new level of creativity as well it's this very wild chaotic energy Um, and it can be very 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 intimidating and scary this is why i'm going to put quote light workers get very scared of the dark because it's it's a lot of power it's a lot of chaos feelings, but it's not evil. There is actually no evil attached to dark energy at all. It's just unknown. If you have fear when you go into dark consciousness, then negative entities can come in and actually kind of take control of your body. But that's like next, next, next density level um, stuff. It's crazy stuff that I'm just so beginning to tap into.
0: Yeah, so dark doesn't necessarily mean like negative or bad or scary. No. It's just-
1: Not at all. It's going to be your perception of that energy that seems scary just because it's new to you because you've never experienced it before. So your perception of it makes it seem evil, makes it seem scary, makes it seem bad. And that's actually Mm. something that really holds, I'm going to call them light beings back from a next level of expansion and a next level of being able to serve. Because what happens in the dark is you actually split. You go from being of service to others and to being of service to yourself as a way to expand your own capacity to hold more energy Mm. so you actually have to unlock these chambers of yourself that has so much more power so much more authority and you do Mm. sit on this fence potentially where you go kind of evil you can for myself I would like I then turned off all of the light aspects of myself and like thought this one piece of myself was the absolute truth of who I was. And it was like, she was a bitch, man. I was like, (laughs) like, it was just, and it never felt fully right. Um, and in my perspective and my experience and what I was channeling a few days ago was depending on how far your being like yourself, your soul, we'll call it for lack of a better Mm. term. Um, depending on how far you have ascended in previous lifetimes, that's going to dictate which of these blueprints is going to be your most successful way of operating. So if you've ascended to like sixth density in past lifetimes, you're not going to be able to operate on, nobody can operate well on shadow. Very, very, very few people will operate well on shadow. It's just, it's energy Mm -hmm. sucker. Then there's some people that will be able to operate in light, right? You can probably think of some people that are super light worker that are super successful, right yeah and then yep and then there's some people that only operate well in the dark because that's who they're meant to be in this lifetime and then there's beings that have transcended above that and I was very confused during my time in the dark because I was doing all the things right I was really embracing this dark I was fully surrendering into it and it just didn't feel good it didn't feel right it didn't feel honest I knew there was more Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I Coined the term silver. Silver beings. I don't really want to use silver. I don't like the word workers anymore. I prefer beings, because there's okay. no need to, to like force forcing people to be of servitude. Right? I'm, work, I'm a worker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So silver being. So as beings step out of the dark, they still have a general affinity to want more for themselves. You still want more money. You still want more success. But now instead of wanting it for yourself, you're beginning to see a higher level perspective of how having this thing for yourself actually relates to the big overall picture of how you're meant to be of service to the world. So you're still Mm. in, when you're in silver mode, when you're in as a silver being, you're still creating the story of what lessons you want to teach the world. Mm. Does that make sense? So let's say you want to have a story of like creating the perfect love dream life. Um, you may be in, dar- in dark energy when you're like, I want this thing. I'm obsessed with wanting this thing. I don't fucking care about anybody else. Like if you're honest to yourself, like I don't really mm-hmm. care about anyone else. I really want this for me. And I'll be honest that this is the thing that I want. It's a very dark being kind of mindset. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Like that's actually an expansion of, it, of its own, giving yourself the opportunity to have what you want, right? Knowing right. that it's okay, that it's part of life. And you get to choose which like which state you want to operate from. You just pick the one that feels best. Moving into mm-hmm. silver is, okay, I still want this perfect love dream life. Like That sounds so amazing. I'm still so attracted to that. But now I see how that's actually because I want to show people that you really can find the love of your life. Or I re- want to show people that you really can have millions and millions of dollars before you turn whatever age, right? That's one of my goals. Mm-hmm. It's like turn over a million before I hit 25. And I'm very close, right. but before I was, I wanted this for me. And now it's like, why, I still want it. I, w- I came to, like, do I still want this? Do I really care about this? Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But when I came out of that state, I was like, you know, I still care, but it's less about me now. And more about like, I wanna create charities. I wanna do this. I wanna serve, I wanna show people what's possible. I don't want people to give up on their dreams. And that's mm-hmm. when you're coming from this silver state. And what happens is then after you create that story, Right? You become this being that radiates the very specific story that your blueprint, how you were born, was meant to radiate and share to the world, right? Then you cr- mm-hmm. become a crystal. You basically become this beautiful, transparent piece that just shines light and like beautiful magic on the world without needing to do or be anything. So that mm-hmm. is the general transcendence process. And with each of these, you get new levels of power, new abilities. In like your ability to see what's going around you, potential realities, like all, all the psychic gifts really come in this process as well. And you create a whole level of energy mastery. And this is where quantum explosions become this just supernatural thing. Like you really don't have to try and the money flows in. And it's, right. it's not even because you want the money anymore. It's not because you want these things anymore. It's just like the money is required now at this stage to make mm. you operate in the way that you're meant to operate.
0: Right. To do the things that you're meant to do here. Exactly. Wow. Oh my God. I have like so many questions, but okay. We'll start with (laughs) one at a time when you're moving. So uh, I find hearing all this, what I would assume is a lot of people get stuck in the light, not willing to go into the dark, like you said, because maybe they're afraid it's just the unknown and people are afraid of the things they can't understand. What is the shift to move from light to dark or what was it for you? um I had
1: about two months total in the dark I probably had a few weeks leading up towards it um I think it's going to be kind of different for every single person for me it was kind of this buildup of I'm like know that there's so much more for me out there and I'm really sick of feeling like I'm stuck even though Mm -hmm. I'm making much more money than most people would I was like 23 when this was first starting to happen in my mind and I'm working with all these super, like my life was great. Right? I was working with exactly what I wanted to be working with, really serving, um, living in Bali. It was great. But I was just like, got to this point where I was just like, I just, what, what am I doing? Like, is this all like, why is it that mm. I can't move forward anymore? It's like, I have no more energy still. Like I'm all bright, shiny and happy. And I have all these things, but it's like, there's a deeper sense of something here. That's not yeah. right. So that was kind of building for a little while. And then I started thinking about power and energy. And I was actually thinking about Donald Trump as well. And I started thinking about like godly beings. Um, mm-hmm. And this, these were all just like random thoughts that started to kind of like float through my consciousness. Um, yeah. And I was just pondering them. Not I don't know why. They just started to kind of float in. Um, and when I was in Langkawi, actually, mm-hmm. I remember having this moment that was like, uh, I don't want to become one with the all. Right, because that's what like like workers say a lot, something along those lines. Yeah. Like you are like your job is to become one with all, which is still mm-hmm. a true concept, but knowing it through knowledge, but actually experiencing it through wisdom is so entirely different. But I remember yeah. having this moment where like I want more. I wanna be more than just like this pawn within this like energetic system. Um, I don't wanna just like be fused and completely lose myself. No, I wanna like move above this. I want to, maybe I want to become a God myself. And it was just like, no fucking way. Did I just think that? Did I really just think I want to become a God? No (laughs) fucking way. (laughs) Right. So you're probably kind of in this transition right now. And there's nothing, there's actually nothing wrong with this. It's actually good. Like it's actually Mm -hmm. very, very good. And it's, it's proof that you're moving through your ascension, but most people don't give them permission to keep continuing these thoughts. So just like when I first activated my psychic gifts I was like well if I desire this if this is a desire then it's truth then this is actually something I'm supposed to follow this is actually something I'm meant mm-hmm. to be doing I'm so glad yeah. I'm talking about this because there's a sp- entry point here for n- um, negative entities to come in and more mm-hmm. evil entities to come in so I'll, I'll explain that but I was like you know what maybe maybe I am a god Right. If I desire, then it must be a fucking truth. There's no like you're you do not desire things unless they are meant to be fulfilled within your energetic being for some reason. And I have strongly believe that for my entire life and everyone should as well. So okay, cool. If I desire to be a god, then I'm a god. And I remember eating this five course meal at the like number one restaurant in Lankau. It was so nice, ocean view. I'm just like eating this delicious like salmon and scallops. Was so good. Oh my god! It's just a and vibe. And then I just just sitting by myself, thinking about how I'm a god, right? Like I'm my <laughs> own god. Oh my and god! And then this is and I was also <laughs> So wild. <laughs> and like up until this moment, I had been like really weirdly lonely as well. Like I had all these amazing mm-hmm. friends. Um, This amazing community loved my life. But there was this like deep sense of loneliness. It was weird or emptiness. Like I was missing something of my identity. And as soon as I decided, okay, I'll I'll, like play with this concept. Maybe I am a God. Then metaphysically two gods came down and I started eating dinner with these two gods and just like talking to them about like humanity and existence and reality. And like, why the fuck did you come down here? Like, you're so lame. (laughs) Like, of course you came down here to help save humanity, all this stuff. Like Okay, it was cool. Um, And as you begin to like expand your consciousness more, you begin to be able to have these types of conversations and know and trust that they're completely true and real, and that you're not fucking crazy. And they actually can give you some really amazing guidance and expansion on reality and what's really going on. Mm. Yeah, and These two, um, I had this beautiful conversation and meal with them, and then we went back to my hotel room and we activated this aspect of my identity of my consciousness that I had actually hidden away. And it was dark, a super dark energy from like a previous lifetime of mine that I had kind of contained until I was ready to embrace it into my being. So I had Mm. already learned all of my lessons through the shadow. I had already learned all my lessons through the light. And now it was time for me to learn my lessons within the dark consciousness, right? And I was able to ascend very, very, very rapidly because I've already ascended through all of this in previous lifetimes, much, much, much further than this. Um, Mm. And I try to say this with as little ego as possible and through as much truth as I can muster because I've actually like experienced things that have proved this. Um, But here's where activating your dark aspects can lead to negative experiences or a lack of ascension or falling Mm -hmm. into evil. Okay. So when I was unlocking this aspect of myself, I remember having a question and saying, Oh my God, is this evil? Is this bad? Mm -hmm. Like once, once I unlock this part of myself, there is no going back. Yeah. And that was really scary for me, but Really what got me through it was, no, I wanna know the truth. I wanna know every single little bit of the actual truth of existence. I wanna know everything. I wanna know how every single thing works because I just desire, I want to know the absolute truth. Yes, because there's things that I want, but it's like just this driving force to really understand what's actually going on with everything. That's the thing that was pushing me the most. Um, But in my question, in my hesitation, Thinking that myself was evil, thinking that this aspect of myself was evil was where dark energies, I wouldn't say dark energies, where shadow energies came into the process and then muddled the system. Mm -hmm. And then for two Mm -hmm. weeks or two months, I went through this, worked with this other mentor. I learned things through her, which was amazing. But I, I became power hungry and like obsessed with more and more power and obsessed with like, it was almost like belittling people and manipulating people. And that's the problem with the dark is if you're not very consciously aware of what the dark really looks like, if you question whether it's good or evil, it will naturally tend to the evil side. And the the whole point is, is you don't just like kill the light, you actually keep the light and then you bring in the dark and then together they actually fuse. And that's why silver is born when you can actually fully harmonize and balance your power and your light, right? And when you can understand the connection between service to others and service to self, then you can come out of it very, very aligned and very awakened. When I was in my dark period, like it was so hard to make money. And then as soon as I was like, you know what, I'm like, Maybe I'm both. Maybe I'm fucking done with this. Maybe I'm not even one in the other. Maybe it's its own thing. Maybe it's a unification. Then I just made so much money. It was just like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, like falling into my bank account. Like, hey, mm. that's cool. <laughs> and, that, and that kind of, exactly. But like that kind of easeful manifestation is what happens when you're operating from the energetic system, from the consciousness of your actual blueprint. Right, so if you're meant to be a light worker within this time frame, then it's going to be really easy to manifest in that space. If you're meant to be a dark worker in this lifetime, it's going to be really easy to manifest manifest in that space. If you've already transcended both of those, neither of those is going to be easy. Both of them will feel off. Or if your being is meant to ascend above, and you've finally mastered all of a specific lesson on a specific consciousness plane, then you need to expand above that to silver and then to crystal.
0: Wow, this is literally so fascinating. I'm like on the edge of my seat, like, holy fuck, this is so good. So good. Okay, I have two questions from that. So, these gods that you had a conversation with that basically, I don't know, and put you through an initiation, I guess that's what I come up with. um, Would you say these are like your spirit guides or are these just separate entities that visited you once? No, okay, why is that?
1: Because I can feel the difference energetically of what they feel like. Mm. So I teach a lot of intuitive mastery, but the more you tap into energy and the more you master it, you can feel the energy behind a specific being or a specific consciousness. So if you wanted to like call up Jesus Christ, you can come and like connect with his energetic body and talk to him. And I've actually Mm -hmm. done that before a few different times in like Gandhi or whatever, but these two energetic bodies were energetic bodies. I had never once experienced because I had connected with my spirit guides years ago when I first kind of opened up my psychic channels and these Mm -hmm. two were like no idea where they who they were one of them was my elder sister in a previous lifetime or in like um, many many millennia ago and then one of them was technically I don't know if he was my eldest son or more of like my top security officer so when i actually had my full deity dna activation there was actually 13 energetic bodies around me and when when i started looking into history there is a god from the taoist which is like a chinese history there was Mm -hmm. a god who had 13 sons um her name was like or something like that and she oh my god (laughs) and listen to this craziness so her story is about, she's the night sky with the 13 lights piercing through. So her entire story was where the dark and the light combine and the light shines back through the dark. So it was just oh my crazy. God. <laughs> when you start to put the pieces together, it just all makes sense. And you just have to make sure that as all the pieces come together, you have no attachments, right? If this isn't mm-hmm. the truth then it's not the truth, but because I don't care whether this is the truth or not, I know what the truth is right? And this is what happens in consciousness mastery. You begin to see the difference between, oh, this is a potential reality versus this is the certain reality. This is the, I know this reality will happen no matter what. And you then learn how to play with the energy and like shift all of the energy to the potential reality that you actually want to crystallize it into reality. So this is how you have like consistent quantum explosions versus, you know, where you're like, oh, I want this thing, but you don't really attach to it. And then it like sometimes happens and then doesn't. Like the more you yeah. expand your consciousness, the more it always happens because you don't have to then rely on source to give it to you because you recognize that mm. you are source. Like source is literally within you. Every single, every single piece of DNA in your body is source. But when you also mm. expand your consciousness, you aren't human anymore. I can see the dimensions of me where I'm an alien versus the dimensions yeah. of me where I'm a, a demon, like all at the same time if I want to. And I know that sounds so crazy, but you guys are my people, so you get it.
0: (laughs) We get it. We get it over here, girl. (laughs) That is just so wild. So is all of this, when you're going through the ascension process, it's just an intention to kind of go to the next level when you feel like you've mastered one?
1: Yes, kind of. So if you start to feel the pull that it's time to awaken, what's going to happen is you're either going to find like the mentor that's going to help ascend you, or you're going to find the perfect mirror in your life that's going to reflect back your current problems. And you just have to Mm -hmm. create enough mastery around self-awareness to be like, oh, there's a tightening in my chest right now. What does that tightening in my chest mean? Oh, it actually means this. Oh, if I reprogram it in this way, then I've unlocked that aspect of myself and created myself to becoming more of a clear channel of -hmm. truth. And then like, yeah, I mean, for myself, it kind of has just happened, but I've also found mentors along the way that have supported that journey and I always Mm -hmm. follow them and I always learn whatever it is that I can learn and then create my own inferences based upon the learnings that I've learned.
0: Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I find people who are very into self-mastery. The ascension process, you know, for me, I don't focus on consciousness. You know, I'm absolutely no expert. But I always find that, like, I just continue to level up my life and, you know, level up my mindset, my beliefs, my expectations as I'm continuing my self-mastery. I think it just becomes this logical, you know, process that just kind of happens.
1: Exactly. And for me, the way I really even though I've been doing this for so long, I don't, there was never really the full intention of it there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it always has been, Oh, I want to become the best that I could possibly be create the life story, the dream reality, the fairy tale that I want. And then there Mm -hmm. just kind of came this point where it was like, basically, if you're not, if you're doing all the things, right. And you're not getting to where you want to be. It means that your consciousness isn't expanded enough. That means Mm -hmm. because you can't run energy efficiently through your body. That's really yeah. what it is. You, you either can't dream big enough. The dream doesn't hold enough energy. You're not knowing what decision to make, how to make it, when to make it at the right time. That's all consciousness, mm-hmm. right? It's your decision-making capabilities. And when yeah. if your desire is to have a, a, a ridiculous quantum leap, right, if you're anything like me, your desire isn't to move slow and incrementally. Your desire is to move expansively. So that's why mm-hmm. you'll be led to looking and learning more about consciousness because that will be
0: the means
1: to allow that expansion for you
0: mm, i love that the consciousness becomes the how it, expanding it is. your consciousness
1: and then once you di- if you get like really into consciousness it no longer becomes the how and it becomes the what because as you expand your consciousness then you see all of the dreams that you had were like tiny That they, mm. they were so tiny and when you start to play in this realm like everything becomes so easy and effortless that your dreams become so much fucking bigger and you can live like a hundred lifetimes in one lifetime, right? Like I'm not even yeah. 25 yet.
0: Amen, <laughs> You love being young. So how can yeah. people figure out what type of worker they are, what level they're at? What is that process?
1: Uh, honestly, I wouldn't overanalyze it or think about it too much. Um, do you mm-hmm. mean in a previous lifetime, which one you think you are?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That, I mean, exactly. <laughs>
1: I would just look at them and my descriptions and you're going to know which one feels right. And it doesn't really matter that much because everyone's going to have to go through every single layer regardless. Yeah. And everyone can go through it super, super, super fast as well. But you can also go through it really slow. There's no urgency to ascend unless you have an urgency as a desire, because some people do. If you're like me, you're like, oh, I want to be the best I can be mm-hmm. now, yesterday, 10 years ago.
0: Right.
1: But like not all beings feel that way. So everyone mm-hmm. has a different story and a different set of desires and your desires are going to show you where it is that you're meant to be.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So do you think with, the I guess in your past life, so say in your past life, you were at like the light level and that's what you mastered. So now your lesson is the dark. So is it going to be, is everything going to be easier for you than in the dark or than in the light?
1: So if you've ascended to a specific level in your past lifetime, it's going to be generally easier to, for you to see through all of the lessons. And you're not going to get mm-hmm. stuck as fast as like easily. And you're going to move out of your stuckness okay. really fast because energetically you've already overcome these lessons. Um, but the mm-hmm. lessons technically might be even harder because like you've already mastered these. So they're going to be really hard, really fast, really intense. Yeah. Um, but your question was mm-hmm. like, if you, in the past you, the highest you've ascended is light and now it's time for you to move into the dark. What, what, mm-hmm. what's the question? Is it that? just,
0: um? I guess... When, so would it be easier for you to kind of create your manifestations in the light since that's what you've mastered or is it going to come in overflow and abundance once you finally step into the dark?
1: It will come in more overflow and abundance when you step into the dark. So it'll be easy for you to like, in comparison to most people, you'll grow faster in the light, right? Because Mm -hmm. you've already transcended through that. So you'll just have this really fast growth that most people are like, how the fuck did they do that? Right, if that's your story, most (laughs) likely you've you've ascended to a like a high enough level at some point in a past lifetime. Um, Mm -hmm. But then you're going to hit your stuck point because you can no longer. If you just want to stay in the same spot that you are, life will be great and groovy and dandy. But if you feel like growing, Mm -hmm. if your desire is to grow and expand, and you hit a stuck point, you're not going to move past that stuck point operating from that consciousness state. Mm -hmm. And you're going to try all the things. You're going to try the funnels. You're going to try the emails. You're going to do this. You're going to put money into ads or whatever, right? If we're talking business, you're going to try all the things, you're going to date all the men, whatever, right? (laughs) If you're trying to get the right relationship, you're going to keep dating the the men, it's going to be the same problem over and over and over and over over again until you finally Uh get sick of it. And you're like, you know what? What the fuck is the actual issue? I'm ready to really make this go away. And then dark consciousness is going to start to come in. And as soon as you surrender into it, you're going to make a fuckload of money or like whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want will manifest so fast, so easy, so quick. When I initially stepped into the dark, closed I closed a huge sale right away, and then I never made any money because I wasn't supposed to keep operating there. But my immediate transition yeah. into that boom, all the money, and then huh. no more. Like, why? What was the hell? What was it?
0: <laughs> because like, I wasn't supposed to be happened?
1: there, right? I had my initiation opening into that yeah. energy. It was like, boom. but. I was meant to be even higher than that because I'd already operated from above that. And it never felt right or good anyways for me. Just like being just a light being was never really mm-hmm. awesome or fulfilling for my either. Right? I'm sending you love and light. Like,
0: yeah. I do. Se- I do send <laughs>
1: that sometimes. Like, I do genuinely yeah. send that sometimes. But like, from a very different energetic perspective than mm-hmm. like a repeating...
0: I don't even know. You know, like a No, I know what you robot mean. On like, repeat. I, You know what I mean? Right. I don't <laughs> I don't resonate with like the just light worker messaging either. It's just kind of like a all right, I need a little bit more. It's just a different way of being. So exactly. I get that.
1: Like light and dark are both just like minions. And then as as soon as you ascend and combine the two, you actually open a much higher state of consciousness where you're no longer a minion in this world. And you actually become like an impactor.
0: Mm, That's so good. So then you said at the silver, it's you have your desires and you honor your desires and you ask yourself, why do I desire this? You know, what's the point? And for you, you gave the example of like, well, I want to show people it's possible, basically keep them dreaming. I, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, I look at my desires and I think I want that and I want that for the world and for myself. But then also knowing my consciousness, I don't feel like I'm in the silver. So what, what is that? <laughs> if that makes any because sense.
1: You still need to have your time in the dark where you completely not give a fuck about anyone else for a little bit. And to be like, I'm just here to like, unearth my entirety of my power so you need to actually step into the dark and unlock the aspects of you that are dark so that you can tap Mm. into this higher level energetic source because when you actually tap into that what happens is you start to see from a god consciousness you really do start to not no longer identify with being human you you don't you don't you don't identify with human constructs human behaviors you can see through everyone's fucking bullshit in a blink of an eye you don't even have to think about it you can Mm -hmm. like i'll I'll walk into a room and I'll be like, all right, you got like a tightness in your center's chakra. Oh yeah. You had this conversation with that person yesterday. And this is why this is happening. And I I w I wasn't even there for that conversation that you had and see through all of that. Like you literally mm-hmm. stop being human and you start to become a God and you start to develop a God consciousness. But when you have actually entered into that space, then you can then move into silver. Cause it's now like, Okay, now that I have, like, come to the space of, I am the mightiest human in the fucking world, woo! Right? <laughs> then you're like, oh, wait, I'm still aware. And there's other beings that are operating from that energetic system. And we're all still part of the same thing. Right? Mm, like, the yeah. dark consciousness is like, oh, I'm moving out of the consciousness of the all and, like, above it. And then when you're above it, then there's, like, these twinkling little, once you, are like, become this, like, all powerful maniac sort of that's like I don't fucking care about anyone <laughs> else anymore I'm just gonna make all this money have all the things that I want and it's okay I give myself absolute fucking permission without needing mm-hmm. to be of service to anyone right then you start to say well if I'm living and operating on this plane there's definitely others living and operating on this plane and we're still part of the same fucking world
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then okay. you move into silver but you can't just like do it without that unlocking of the dark within yourself.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I know people listening are going to think and feel the same way because we talk about with guests or with myself, like thinking about your desires. Why do you desire that? What are the feelings you desire and why do you desire it outside of yourself? Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for a lot of us, we just need to activate that part. That's like, you don't owe anybody anything or any service or any explanation. That would be Mm -hmm. kind of the next level to activate before it's truly, a pure intention from all areas.
1: Exactly. Because you need to
0: become a bigger
1: battery, a bigger, like energetic magnet, and dive in mm-hmm. deeper into like what is like really possible. It's a big mm-hmm. change.
0: Yeah. But you have to understand wow. that
1: that's not necessarily evil either.
0: Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah, okay it's like to like want don't things hundred percent. Yeah. Yep exactly yeah, it's just like, judgment and not making anything good or bad necessarily
1: exactly and there's no right or wrong it's like I can be an influencing dictator if I fucking want to be it's going to help <laughs> somewhere someone somewhere somehow like me being an asshole makes somebody else become even better or whatever that's still of technically being of service but like I don't fucking care of being of service anymore in the dark
0: mm-hmm. interesting wow Oh my God. All of this has been so good to you. This has been really fascinating. Do you feel like there's any last thing that you want the listeners to know or anything coming up for you that you just want to say?
1: I think I just want to reiterate, like there's nothing wrong about any of the stages of this process. If you have a desire to ascend higher, then you are meant to ascend higher, right? And most likely if you're desiring more and you're incapable and you can't see or create that. You probably are time for the dark for yourself. Or for those of you mm-hmm. guys that are in the dark that feel like it's the right, it's the absolute truth. Like, it's not. There are higher levels. And there may even be higher than crystal at some point. But maybe impossible mm-hmm. depend- because of where everyone else is at in, in this reality. Um, mm-hmm. But don't ever doubt your internal self like your internal self is the absolute truth, you probably just need a lot more consciousness mastery so you can identify which part of you is what. Mm. And like my exercise of just being in the static is like the core primary exercise that's going to just change your entire life. Because when you're in that static, you start to begin to notice, oh, my human consciousness sits like, for me, it sits in my like, way 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 lower left hand angled side and then my potential reality is and sits in this part of my brain and then this one sits kind of over here and this one and like I, I can it's all segmented then I could just put it in a filing cabinet and just it's amazing <laughs> it's so amazing and if you're intrigued by this dive in deeper or, or send me a message as well because I love talking about this stuff
0: Yeah, for sure. That's been amazing. Everybody is going to have so many questions and want to connect with you. And I'm probably going to get so many questions after this. So we'll probably have to do a part two. Um, so tell people where, where can they find you? Where can people hang out with you online and consume all of your good content? Yeah.
1: So you can come follow me on IG right now. My handle is DDT. Um, but I think I'm changing it soon. So we may change that, change it in the show notes, um, or T on Facebook. Yeah. So come on to Facebook. That's where I've been hanging out a lot more and doing a lot of videos on
0: consciousness. Perfect. Okay. We will have that all linked up in the show notes for you guys. T thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. You are literally just a bundle of knowledge and (laughs) I just I love having you as a friend and I also love learning from you. So thank you so much.
1: I love you so much. And it was so fun talking and geeking out about these things with you.
0: Yes, so good. Okay, (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. Go check out T. All of her stuff is in the show notes and I will talk to you next week. Bye.